welcome to the inaugural episode of 200 First Dates. This is the first day of International Women's History Month and almost one year to date of the United States, at least, being under quarantine, COVID, and about 10 years after the biggest surge in podcasts. So a year in to COVID, 10 years late to the podcast surge, I decided it's probably time I jump on that bandwagon. Um, I will say that this endeavor, the 200 first dates, was actually spawned by Brooke Castillo, who is a life coach, a business coach for women, and by way of TikTok and by way of Jason Capital, where apparently she's she's just incredibly successful. I guess she's raking in $16 million a year. Go you, Brooke. We love it. Um, and she said, if you're a woman looking for a mate, now I think she specifically said husband, which is fine for this kind of what we're doing. And I say we, you're going to know who the we is very soon. So Brooke Castillo suggests that if a woman is really interested in finding a husband, I do think it could be mate or, you know, life partner, that they should attempt to go on 200 unique dates in a year. And I happen to have a willing participant who was eager and excited by this idea. I said, I have this idea. Would you go on 200 unique dates? So that means 200 new people within a year. And she's here right now. So let's bring Susie on to camera and see like, why, why is she doing this? And who is she? Susie, the floor is yours. Well, hello, everybody. So one, we should also go back with Samantha is invested in this because about three years ago, I got out of a horrible relationship. And I decided to outsource my dating to one of my friends because I didn't want to deal with talking to anybody anymore and going through the back and forth of, hey, how are you? Are you going to text me back on dating sites? So that is why she's invested in this. And through that time, she's helped me sort of hone in what I think I want. And we've realized that it's an evolving thing. So... Mm -hmm. That's where I am now. I am now in a obviously better place and starting to date again and more open to it than when we first started this journey three years ago. And now I'm actually really looking for a person I can, you know, in theory, I want to spend the rest of my life with. That's the hope and the goal. So we're looking, we're looking but, for a husband. We're, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, well, like I don't necessarily need the marriage, but I want forever. Okay. Okay. I like that distinction. Okay. And one of the reasons we're asking Susie this is because this is going to be a question we're going to ask um, maybe two to three more times to see if what she's looking for changes or alters in any way. So you're looking for a lifelong partner. It doesn't have to be marriage, but that you're looking for the one, that, that quintessential one. Yes. I want to have a partner with me moving forward in my life. I want to have somebody that I build a life with that, you know, we make each other better because mm -hmm. I've grew up with, my parents are still married. My parents are still very much in love. And I have seen through my life that they make each other better and push each other to reach each other's goals as well as their own. And I want that mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Your parents so, are really cute. I mean, so are mine. Like we... <laughs> We've got we are the weirdos. Uh, yeah, we, are the weirdos. we have two married parents, couples. Yes, who've only been married to each other, who also their uh, families are um, intact, sounds so distactful. There's got to be a better phrase, but they, they're, all of their children are with their married spouse. Someone's going to come for me and please do tell me how to better say that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't. Right? We don't have any. Yeah, well, it's also. Siblings. No, we don't. And my, as my mother likes to say, you know, sh her favorite line is, we're the cleavers, but we use the F word because. Yeah, oh, we totally. I mean, <laughs> for what it's well, worth, we were also very much. Yeah. They're very well, much what? Say, we're very much 
of, so we were very much of my mother helped push my father further in his career. And as part of Mm -hmm. that, she was a stay at home mom because that was the way Mm -hmm. they figured out they could do it. So Mm -hmm. it very much is the stereotypical fifties of mom stayed at home and took care of the entire household and the kids. Dad went to work. Mm And came mm-hmm. home, which I know is not the norm at all anymore. And a lot of my friends mm-hmm. didn't grow up with that being the norm either. Yeah, I, d- I didn't grow up with that being the norm. Uh, the, the similarity that we have, which is um, it's just interesting. It's not particularly necessary for this. But that, like I said, both of our families, our parents are have only ever been married to each other. Um, our families are still um, that same homogenous family. Uh, my the marriage that I saw growing up, uh, both of my parents worked. Um, and I do believe that my father, it definitely was the breadwinner, but, um, my mother's contribution was not ancillary. It wasn't like, Oh, how nice we've got this extra spending money. Like she contributed to the finances. And as my mother always said, uh, for their marriage, my father's money, uh, my mother's money is her money and my father's money is her money too. Now I'm not going to dissect that because that's their marriage, but let me tell you, it works for them. They all, they both have their own bank accounts and they've got this like one joint account. And my mom said, honestly, we're all paying the same bills. So yeah, but my money's going to go into my account. And when the joint account gets low, I add more or I tell my husband, Hey, the joint account is low bolster it up. Uh, but I think, yeah, we, we've kind of dug the biggest hole to say that our, we've got these like really good models of successful, happy marriages. And those are going to be things that we and are going to talk about later. Healthy. Yeah. And I think that's important because there are people who are not in healthy marriages. Uh, and, and, just even at the at the emotional level, they're just not happy, you know. Um, and I think we've been very lucky that, for the most part, from what we saw and from what we see now as adults interacting with our parents as adults, that they are happy. And that's it's not just getting to the end game. It's like, like I would like to be happy getting there, and I'd, I'd like that for you as well. So we've got and, what you're looking um, for. Yes. Oh. I was gonna say, and also, you know both of our parents now have retired. It's who they're spending a lot of time with. So if you're going to pick a life partner, you got to like them 30 years from now too, when you retire and that's who you see every day. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, (laughs) Who would you like to be trapped in your home with during a global pandemic? That's the kind of love we're looking for here. so we have essentially a life partner. Can you give me anything else that you're looking for? Do you want, do you want me to maybe to ask just some like rapid fire questions or do you have this idea in your head? So I'll go with like my dream man would be. Perfect. Okay. I, and so I would to be clear, you're looking for a man. You're looking yes. for a man. Okay. That's, yes, I just want to be, I would this is who we're looking for. Okay. Yes. So your dream I, man, I, I want go. A man. I want a man. I want someone who is taller than me. And I know what, I'm tall gonna, for let, women. Let's, okay, let's hear no, some It's numbers. a weird what's thing. A height, what's a height? Okay, what's a height? I Did prefer around six foot. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I prefer okay, around, around six, six foot. Is like, that's what I like. Um, not to say that I wouldn't date shorter, but that's what I like. And we're going with my ideal. So sorry for anybody who's offended. Um, I would like yeah, older we're going than me. For the dream. I am 33. Yeah, I'm 33, so I would like someone okay. older than me, maybe like a year or two. So I'm looking for more 35, 35, 36, that age range. Okay. Um, I want them to be educated. And I will be honest, education does not necessarily mean a college degree. I'm fine with a trade because I don't think if you want to be an electrician, you need to go get an electrical engineering degree. I think you need to go to a trade school then and learn how to be an electrician. So, but I want you to be educated mm-hmm. and, you know... I want, somebody told me this once that a job is just over broke. I want somebody who has a career, not a job. And so that's, cause I don't I like that. My, my mother always paycheck. said, what did your mom say? Yeah. My mom always said a job, my, a job was what you use to pay the bills, but a career is what you use to pay your passion. 
Um, she was also a career counselor, though. So she would, <laughs> you need a job to pay your bills until you get into your career. There you go. But okay, I, that's good. So establish then in a career. Yeah, I want to establish and I want to establish enough that, you know, it's not, I don't want it to be like, hey, my paycheck hasn't come in, um, is, isn't going to come here till Wednesday. So we can't go out till Thursday. I want somebody who has their life, like their act together enough that mm-hmm. any day of the week we could go out, we could go out on a, on a date. It's not, you have to wait. And I get things come up, but I want somebody who has their life together. I want someone who either is renting their own place or owns a place they can have roommates don't get me wrong like you can be renting a house with roommates but i don't want someone who's living with mom and dad um i want them to have a Mm -hmm. car you know because i think it's important to show that you've established yourself enough that you can buy like i own my own house i have i own my own car i have an animal that i take care of i have a career i want someone else who has those same things or at least is working towards those in like a reasonable way. I don't want someone who's like, Hey, I've never paid rent for myself before. I've lived with my parents forever. And you know, the first time I'm ever going to worry about paying rent or utilities is going to be, you know, when I move in with you, I don't think that's going to work. Right. Because and I, I don't want to teach you how to pay bills. No. And I want to totally. And I want to uh, make sure that it's clear that, um, you, without giving away too many details, you have a very impressive career that you are very solid in. One. Two, you own your home. Okay, like so and and you own a car and you do have a have an animal uh that, that's alive and well and that you're taking care of. And um, because I think a lot of times when women of any age, but certainly over the age of 30, start listing the requirements that you're, or the, or the things they're looking for, which by the way, you haven't said anything that's like outrageous or, or so like, oh, that's why he's never come along. They get criticized for like, well, you don't have those things or this hasn't happened to you. And, and you do have those things. So I, that's really important to me to make this clear because I think this is something that we're going to be talking about is like the, that established woman and why why is it when you have those things it's like way more intimidating or like if you're looking for someone who has them too it's like well you're asking for too much what <laughs> you know, first of all 78 cents of the dollar I'm gonna say that and you still have all of these things <laughs> Okay, it's true. So I just wanted to hype you up. We can get back to your dream man, but it's important for me that whoever is listening knows that you also are. You're at that level. I'm not asking for anything I don't already have. Exactly, exactly. And you're even asking for it with with some grace, with some grace room. You know, because you know, between the two of us, I don't I don't own a home. We do live in two different financial areas and life is taking us down different down different paths but I could meet most of your criteria and if I really was interested in you I could make it the one that I'm missing which I'm not going to say I could make it which is the owning of the home I could make that happen I could make the necessary moves every situation is different and so I do understand like and you could you can edit this out if you want to later if you are living with with your parents because you're saving for a home and you are actively saving and looking and know where your goal is and have like in a one time of the most expensive places in the country during yes. a pandemic with high risk elderly parents. <laughs> and I did, but I did the same thing of when I was, I moved in to my parents' home, saved up money um, instead of paying rent so I could have a down payment because it was one of those, Hey, I can make a mortgage payment and I can, you know, afford a mortgage, but what I can't do is pay rent where I'm living on my own and mm-hmm. save up enough money to have a substantial down payment within, um, I had given myself the goal of 18 months that I had decided mm-hmm. I was going to buy a house in 18 months. So mm-hmm. doing those things gave me the opportunity to buy a house and my parents were willing to let me do that. Right. You know, that's a difference. If somebody came to me, and was like, no, I'm helping my parents out and I'm, you know, saving for a house. These are the houses I'm looking for. That's a different thing than I've never lived on my own because also both of us have lived on our own as well. Yes. We've even, 
live together. Okay, so now going back to this i to this ideal person or some of the things you're looking for. Now let's we're going to ask a few questions. You talked about the education. Uh, let's talk about kids. Is it important? What if let us ask? I want to ask this in a couple ways. If they have children, is that a deal breaker? No. I have already okay. said I want kids in my life. They don't have to be bio babies, though. Okay. So I'm okay with having. I think that's also like the cutest already. little term. Oh, bio babies. Yeah. But I want to ask a caveat: Would you also want to conceive a child? If that, if like, I mean, is that something if you, that you think about? Or... Yes. Okay. I'm just. We're putting that We're getting really clear on what you're looking for and the, you know, caveats or for anyone who's saying there's settling going on, I dare you to look at yourself at whatever age you met whomever you may be with or may feel that is your life partner. It's oh, I, I truly oh, oh my second, this out. You talk- Yeah, I truly don't believe it's settling to say that, you know, you want children in your life. However, that may be, it's a way of of either acclimating or really checking in with yourself on what is it that you want. I mean, if you get matched up by the fates or however you want it at 18, you have a lot longer time with that person to make all of these decisions together. And yeah, as you get older, some decisions are made without you. For example, Susie bought a house without you. Whoever you are out there, we're coming for you. You one of the 200. So like, she didn't, she didn't wait for you. She took care of business, you know? So if you took care of business and you have a, have a, a bio baby or, or whatnot, you know, she's amenable, not just amenable. I think she's open to it. I know that you have been with people who, uh, who've had children. I think that's going to be something else we talk about. That's, I, I think that's an incredibly, um, I don't know, strong kind of woman. I don't, I don't think I could do that. I've never thought I could, even when I was quite fresh on the dating scene I never I just no uh okay well, we're not here to talk about me we're here to really isolate you okay so bio babies so yes, I want kids. right okay great in some capacity would you move what's your radius realistically so I would move if the situation how far was would you move okay oh I'd move anywhere okay I grew up but you have to remember, I grew up literally moving every other year. And it wasn't little like, oh, I moved to like another part of the state or I moved a couple of cities away. I moved from like Florida to Arizona uh-huh. or, uh-huh. you know, Chicago to Texas. You know, I okay. moved across the country and I moved internationally. So moving's not a deal breaker for me. Okay. The difference is. No, I wouldn't just on like the third date be like, cool, great. Let me quit my job. Let me pack everything up and I'm moving to you. We know this is not uh, U-Haul dating. The The straights don't do it that way. Despite the <laughs> what, what many believe is the eagerness, we are we're just not there yet. But that's well, okay. I applaud um, those people on those dating shows that are, you know, like, was it love is blind and all this that they're like, nope, I just, you know, bought a house with somebody I just met and we're packing up and moving. <laughs> I don't think I can do that on a first date. Okay, but maybe date number five. Um, so you never know. Do you, would you what about what if you out earn this person or how how important and I mean, you've talked about financial security. Um, so is that not a big issue? Is it an issue? Is it or did you already answer that and you want me to ask something else? Because I can do that. No, so I guess I could clarify that and we'll probably go into this deeper on a different episode too, I'm sure. But it's, mm-hmm. I would like someone whose standard of living is similar to mine. It okay. doesn't have to be the exact same. It doesn't have to be, you know, higher than mine or whatever. But, you know, I like the fact that I can go out to eat if I want to. I'm not do, I'm not making, I'm not making top ramen in order to go out to eat dinner on the weekend. Right. Okay. That that so, that type of you know financial. I would like that type of thing, but I also understand that you know I've traveled the world and traveled internationally and had vacations overseas. Other people might not have because that's not what they want to spend their money on. 
doesn't mean that I wouldn't enjoy being with them. It just means we probably would have to figure out where the balance is. Okay. I'll still travel with you. Don't worry about it. All right. So <laughs> I think You're a we've, yeah, <laughs> whoever is listening. I guess I could go over, I can go over some of the more fun things too. Cause like we've said, we said in the beginning that marriage isn't necessarily what I need to be with somebody forever, but I do want right. commitment. I don't want to yeah. be poly. I want a monogamous relationship with somebody. Right. I want to, you know, ha- I want kids in my life. I right. want them educated. I want them to have everything. The other things is that, you know, I'd like them to be, you know, they don't have to be vegan or anything, but I want them to be conscious of like, you know, I don't want to be going out and getting McDonald's every day for dinner. I want somebody right. who's actually, you know, taking care of themselves. And I'm not a, I'm not a size zero. I know that, but mm-hmm. I also compete in triathlons on the side and that's my fun hobby activity. You know, Legit, so guys, if I was- she has, she has like three gym memberships. She swims every day. She for fun for three years. I don't know. I did it back to her just because I'm like, well, you made me do this. I'm gonna make you do this. And then she did it to me. And I finally said, like, stop. What I'm saying is for three years, we she signed us up, she and I for races and competitions and triathlons. And then I was like, well, come out to where I am. And then we did, what did we do? A 10k one day and then a half marathon the next day. Then we doubled down and another year we did a marathon one day and a half marathon the next. And I just said, okay, listen, like I get what we're doing. Can we just, we are physically fit. Let's move it along. I don't want to do this anymore for our birthdays, <laughs> but I mean, she, yes, it's, she can do those things. And, but yeah, so I cake. want somebody who can come with me. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I want somebody who like, you know, if I'm like, Hey, I want to go do a hike today can go with yeah. me and do that. Um, you know, and again, just, I'm not saying you need to be a bodybuilder. I'm saying you have to be able to go on a mile hike without needing to sit down, you know, totally things like totally. that. I like that's good. Um, I, I want them to, you know, be, I want them to be open to new things. I don't. And the best way I can do this is food because I, I am a big foodie. I like going out and trying new things. Yeah. I like going to new places to eat. I like finding the little hole in the walls. So I want somebody who's willing to go out and try the crazy things like, you know, I've eaten snails, I've eaten frogs, I've eaten crickets, I've eaten like, you know, I've eaten really weird things because that's what was being served to me. And that's the delicacy. I've eaten fried guinea pig. But I want somebody who's also willing to try the new things that wouldn't sit there and be like, (laughs) "Mm, sorry, I eat, you know, I eat chicken breasts and boiled vegetables and that's all I'll ever eat and I won't try anything new. So it's they ought to be open oh, for no. new experiences. Oh my gosh, no. try yeah. Right. Um, okay. Any hair color preference, or is, is that just like yeah, a little bit, but not 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 really. Okay. Well, um, I mean, I would love to find a ginger. Yes. Because, okay. Know. I wondered if we were going to. Perfect. Okay. I think gingers are sexy, and I know I'm biased because I am a ginger. I I agree with you. I think that gingers are sexy, too, and I don't understand where the hate is at. I, uh, I, listen, I tell you, all the gingers I was with were always very, well, first of all, they were with me, so they were very lucky, but they were always like, you, like, really like gingers. Like, I would be with them, and if if I would see another gingy, walking about especially with a beard any any brawny ginger every person I'm with romantic or otherwise they will now and you do this too point them out to me so they know I don't miss them like that's how infatuated I love them oh, that's I cute. Don't... you think I'm pointing them out for you and not for me um okay when you turn my body to look at them yes so I, I don't understand the hate. I'm here for my gingers. I, I am team ginge. I, you are wrongfully discriminated against. You're sexy as hell. And for the minority of us that see it, I mean, lucky us. But <laughs> so as long as we're on with hair, I also, I like a beard, you yeah. know, and it doesn't have to be ZZ Tops. But, you know, I like a little bit of facial hair, you know, a little bit more than a five o'clock shadow. Okay, nice. Um, 
good dental hygiene. I think good hygiene. So I'll put that in there. Now, good hygiene in general. I want to ask you a question. Right, good hygiene in general. Drugs. How much cocaine is too much cocaine? But really, like, where do you stand um, on on drug use? So, and you can be general. Well, I don't want to. I don't want you to say anything that would, you know, get you in trouble. But it's not you. I'm just saying, like, where do you stand on that with your partner and and alcohol? Would you date so I'll also go someone with, in recovery? Yes, and I will go with two. If I'm also, you know, people our age, I'll just be generic. Pretty much everyone I know has smoked pot at some point in their life. I am the oddball that never has. The only thing I've ever done is drink. That I, I do drink. I enjoy a cocktail. Um, for anybody who's wondering, it's an old fashioned. They're delicious. I am spirit forward when it comes to my cocktails. Um, but spirit forward. I, I mean, you know, I am. I want to take. If yeah. I'm going to be drinking something, I, I want to taste it. I don't want a cup of sugar. You know. I, um, very but true. I don't mind. I don't want someone who using drugs is an issue in their life that, you know, if they're in recovery, that's fine. Um, they have to have been in recovery for a year or more. I, I personally, and that's from my experience with people I know, I don't think if you're, you know, we'll say if you were, uh, if you were addicted to cocaine and you're in recovery and starting to no longer use cocaine, I don't think you should be dating someone for the first year because I think you're working more on your recovery than finding a date. And that's should be more important. That's my own personal belief. So I'd want them to be at least a year into recovery, mm-hmm. if not more. Um, I don't mind, right? You know, pot. I I don't care about if they're doing pot. I prefer it not to be around me, mostly because I just don't really like how it smells. And that's you know, if they're that's just a personal pot, thing. You know, you might not like. Well, you might not like how my perfume smells, and you can tell me that. So I think that's fair. You can't smoke in front of me. I won't use that perfume. You know, that's a personal yeah, thing. Yeah, I answer uh, um, cigarettes. Not a deal cigarettes. breaker again. Uh, keep, you know, a package of Altoids in your pocket because if you taste like an ashtray, I'm not going to want to make out. Yeah, I will say, so like, I was definitely the best poster child for, for the D.A.R.E. program, which uh, is funny because I do also, and you know this, have a master's in public health and learned that the D.A.R.E. program is actually so ineffective but that scare technique worked for me. I was just like, oh my God, making out with someone who smoked is like licking an ashtray. And then I got to college and uh, for the briefest of times, which felt like an eternity then was was dating a guy uh, who, you know, smoked cigarettes. I, I think pretty regularly. I still don't think he smoked them as much as like I other I, it doesn't matter. Smoke them enough, and I remember he'd always he would always chew gum right after, and so it didn't really bother me. And then one day, <laughs> I guess he just smoked. You didn't have gum. Didn't have yeah. And let I me mean, tell you, it does. I have never licked an ashtray, but let me tell you, I was like, this is exactly what the video said. <laughs> like it was so gross. I recoiled. That also could have been my life. It wasn't a healthy relationship. I'll put that out there too. So it might've just been the universe like great recoil, but instead I just bought like a big pack of gum. But um, yeah. Okay. I just, I have to say that because like it re- for anyone listening, like dare doesn't work, but yeah. If, and if you smoke, just brush your teeth. I don't know. Do what you want with your life, but it just, yeah, it was gross. Moving on. So not a deal breaker. It, I will say, but not a deal breaker. And I know we only talked about things that are legal. Um, I've been around. Uh, I enjoy going to music, um, music festivals and concerts and everything. We all know that, you know, if you go to a music festival, there's a chance there will be other recreational activities going on. And, you know, I have friends that partake in those. It doesn't bother me. I don't think they're bad people. I'm not going to partake in them, but if you're, you know, doing it every day, I think there's an issue and we're not going to last. Right. Because okay. I believe the so rule we came up with was we, um, if you've done cocaine more than bachelor parties. Gotcha. We've, we've come up with the nuts and bolts. I want to ask a few fun, I think they're fun questions because there's things I've realized in other relationships, um, not my own, but 
that women have really strong opinions on. And I want to ask for your opinion. Okay. So you find out that your man watches porn without you. And the reason I'm clarifying the without you is because that comes up a lot in other relationships. Other women get very upset that it's without them. So you find out your, your man is watching porn without you. Um, and I don't know, for the sake of argument, it's whatever regular porn is. We're not here to debate what it is, what, what, but it's just regular stuff. <laughs> How do you, is that okay? Is that a deal breaker? I mean, How do you feel about it? Could you care less? <laughs> I mean, I can't judge because I have been with partners and watched porn without them. So I'm not going to ask them to do something I'm not doing too. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm with you. I don't. I just don't see what the problem is. It's interesting. The few people I've talked with, a few, the handful who will, who will disclose this, they say they feel like their partner is cheating on them. And I, I don't, I, I don't feel that way. And that's fine if they feel that. I just think I would be, I literally explained to them. I wasn't like to watch two. Yeah. The allow like they, thing if, I'm not a big fan of. I'm not a fan of like I should, people telling allow each other they're the, allowed to. not the right word to use. No, I would say, I don't care if they watch porn without me, but would they also watch porn with me? Because if you're too embarrassed to Ooh, watch the that's porn a, with that's me, a... then, then I would wonder, what are you watching that I can't watch it with you? Okay, I great. And I think also what you're saying is you don't have a... <laughs> you don't have a problem if, if they watch porn just as long as they also are okay and not have a problem with, with what you do if, if you choose to, to watch it alone. But you're like, hey... Let's save on cable. Who's watching it on cable? I don't even know why I said that. Like, let's watch it together. I hear you. Okay. So that was a question. I just think it's it's funny because I think people fall really. There are women with. I'm. I would be interested if any men ever tune in and like tell me that they also like don't want their their woman or don't feel comfortable with them watching porn because I would be really interested to hear about that because just so you know. The men, women, and all, all, all the in-betweens, I'll put this out there too. If anyone wants to educate me on a better way to address the group, I'm here to learn. Um, everybody watches porn. Uh, to some, something. Something, something turns you on. And let's just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> would you... We should talk more about this. It is weird. No, because it is weird. Have you ever noticed there is no gray area when it comes to porn? It is either we can watch it or you can't. Nobody seems to have a gray area, which I find odd, but that's a random tangent. Um, what was your next question? <laughs> I know, we're just going to bring back talking about porn. Yeah, I I don't care because I just feel like for me, it's a, uh, I think sometimes I've asked my my partner and I, that's just curious. Uh, anyone who's been with someone long-term, you know, uh, and I, I've talked with my um, partner about that. Like after a couple of years, you, you start to, Whatever, you know, the filters start to slip away. And I'm sure people who are married do this. And if not, do it. Like, ask the weird questions that are just lingering in the back of your head. Um, but occasionally, just just because I'm bored or curious, or like, yo, how was your week? Did you, you watch anything? <laughs> um, most of my partners rarely ask me. I don't know if they wonder, if they don't care, or if they assume that I'm just waiting for them to come over. <laughs> I will say this. There was a man I met who believed the time he thought it took women to get ready to, uh, to masturbate or pleasure themselves was outrageous. He always thought it happened in the bathtub and that candles had to be lit and music was playing and that it was a bubble bath. And I was like, that sounds like so much work and no, and no, 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 no. And I said, are you sure you didn't hear that it could have been in the shower with the shower head? Like that makes way more sense. It's efficient. And like, <laughs> um, I think I would get, so no. I, if I had to put that much work into watching porn, I would get ready. And by the time I was done getting ready, I'd be like, okay, so it's time to go to bed. Right. Like, let me blow out all the candles. Yeah, now. that's a lot. To, totally a lot of effort. Um, so it's not that, but we we're we're going off, off topic. Um, <laughs> I will go with, uh, so another question. This, it is, um, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, as long as we're on this, yes, um, I do. I I think sex before marriage is a good thing. Uh, hopefully, my parents oh, never hear this episode. Um, that we will admit that I'm sexually active because my deal with my parents is that they don't know about my sex life and I don't know about theirs because you know they've only successfully had sex three times because I'm one of three children. 
And that's where we go with. Your mother's only had sex three times. I'm just saying, because she's been pregnant three times. Like, yo, I hope your father doesn't hear this. I'm hoping my father was involved with all three times. I'm hoping he was too. And I've met your siblings and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sure he is. And I'll just leave it at that. Uh, (laughs) I don't really want to discuss. We'll just clear that one up. Yeah, gotcha. Sex before marriage. Great. Sex before marriage is on the table. Well, that's also good to know in terms of, you know, that future partner, because there are, there my, I have a friend who uh, is married now and her husband does not believe in, in sex before marriage, in any kind of sex before marriage. And, uh, I was pretty stunned with that. The reason I was stunned, um, one, because when you hear something, I think that's outside of what you believe. It's a very natural first reaction to be like, what? But you know, I, I mean, that's, that's his life. Uh, and I think the other thing was just the age, like they weren't in their teens, they weren't in their twenties, uh, they were in their thirties. And I was really, I didn't know to be perfectly honest that people in their thirties were still, you know, carrying that, that on. But I think that's good to know for whoever's listening, that man, that one of 200, we got a test. We, she, it's not me. I'm not going to be part of this. <laughs> She's going to test, test driving. The vehicle is important before driving it off the lot. So speaking yes. of test driving, And other kind of silly things that I think have often been deal breakers for other people. Uh, Strip clubs. How do you feel? (laughs) How do you feel about that? Um, Again, do I get to go? Because I enjoy going to a strip club. And if, and if your partner went without you, how would you feel? Um, I wouldn't care. I probably would ask. As long as they don't hide it. It goes back to, like, hiding. Same with, like, right. porn, strip clubs, like, all that. Just don't hide it. Yeah. I I, I agree. I, uh, I don't see what the big deal is. Like, ladies get that bag if that's where you want to go. Again, I, I think it's more just, like, fun. And I also think I, uh, personally, I've never been with somebody who felt the need to go at such a frequency that it ever caused any issues. I was, I've been with. Uh, to or to my knowledge and you know what I trusted the people so if people want to come at me and be like you don't know like well I trusted them and I was with them a lot of evenings so if they're going to that Tuesday afternoon show hey more power to you you support them okay um let's see dog or cat people there is that something that your potential mate should know because we've addressed a fur baby but haven't really gone into specifics so So dog or cat I am a dog person. I don't okay. mind cats, but I would never pick a cat as my pet. I also know that, and we go, that everybody know we are different because you are a cat person. I'm a dog person. And my dog right now is a pug, which is, I never thought I would have a small dog. I usually do larger, but I have a pug who I love and spoil. So dog for sure. Okay. Yeah. And your dog's a thick dog. Let's be clear. Like maybe they're a pug, but like... Pug's got some booty on it. I have a 30-pound right, pug. There it is. Yeah, not opposed to cats. Um, prefer dogs and already has a dog. Okay. So I think we've given a lot of information of the kind of ideal person, um, including age range, height, education, socioeconomic status, kind of the fun things you're looking for, uh, some sexual things. And these are all important. And I also think as you get older – it's, I mean, the reality is like, cut the bullshit. Let's just be real about what I like, what I don't like. And that's the, that's kind of the point that Brooke Castillo was making was that after within these 200 dates, you as a person who is dating will actually get better at dating. Because I'm going to say as someone who was your, um, your stand in for the online dating world, I was so bad at it. And I tried so hard. And I, here's the thing. I was so confident that I would find your, your, your husband. I mean, let's be real clear. I honestly was like, give me a week. I got him. And I would, I oh, no, she wrote with, the wedding speech. Like, I don't think yeah, everyone, dude, everyone I you wrote the wedding speech. You were I confident. Was ready. The, and it was like one of the first guys 
that I matched with for you. Now, how that worked out, I uh, I had Susie's picture. I had all uh, enough of her information because uh, I definitely was also there trying to like, uh, you know, do some screening. And I, I you know, I'd, so just so you know, this is happening. I sent her the, the picture of this guy and a few of the messages we've said. And like sometimes if, if, if they were messaging me and I thought it was more, it was better that, uh, that she'd respond, I'd say, you know, they just said this, what would you like to say back? And uh, pretty quickly, I would transfer the information, like we'd give them a number. And then from the phone number, it was, it was Susie and the guy talking, and I just was, you know, no longer a part of it. But the first guy, I fell into the trap that I think happens with, with online dating. We talked, I, he doesn't know this, but the three of us technically talked for about a month. And because that took, it was like a week of me kind of screening him. Then I'd say a week of bringing you into the conversation where I'm like, do you want me to continue? And like, I think what? it's important to people don't, we were like, this sounds like we were catfishing people. We weren't. It definitely You does. have known <laughs> me for over a, well, yes, but you have known me for over a decade. So it yeah. wasn't like, hey, you're just, hey, it's this person that I sort of know and we're good friends. No, no. You know me. You know how I would yeah. respond. You know what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, and as you said, if you didn't know the answer, you made sure you got the answer before you sent it to them. So Which, it wasn't like you, yeah, it wasn't like it was a switch, like a bait and switch. Yeah, I was going to say, but it did sometimes cause the unique delays that we'd have to like justify. We were like, me and the guy are in a pretty simple conversation and they like throw a ringer question out. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> And then you're working. I'm just like, and they're like, what happened to you? I'm just like, oh, my phone died. Whoops. I don't know. So anyway, then I transferred the number over to you. You talk with this guy two weeks and you're, you're really feeling it. Uh, I'm really invested. I'm like, I'm not even talking to anybody else in the app. Like I might as well delete it. And you're like, we haven't gone out yet. I think you might have gone out with him once or he never showed up. It was one of the two and I was really angry. I felt like I had invested a lot of energy and had really built him up. And you were like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what, ha that's what happens. And I mean, I know that is what happens, but I was like, so sure. And so for people who might think, and I mean, people will think whatever they want. You think that, you know, Susie, quote unquote, outsourcing, her dating profile is, yeah, falls under catfishing. You know, that's a lot of energy that she didn't have to deal with. Like when he didn't show up, you know, I, you can say how you felt, but I was, I think I was definitely more angry and frustrated than you were, but I could be wrong. And the point of this too, it's not just for me to get dates and go on dates. Right. It's for me to find a life partner like that's one of the things to stress too like this is not just hey i'm dating so we can have a podcast no yeah. i'm dating with the end goal of finding a partner absolutely absolutely um but yeah like i mean how was that for you like that first experience where i picked this person i thought i had vetted them and then i mean i just know that they weren't even nothing ever came of it like nothing at all so I did it Matt like do you remember or does it air well no I do remember we went on one date okay and it was and it was good but it was nice because one I didn't as I said I didn't spend the first week wondering oh are they gonna text me back waiting, yeah, waiting I did. Phone, like, <laughs> what did I say I wasn't well, yeah, but I didn't have to I wasn't as like self editing and like replaying and re-adding re things because the other nice thing was you and I were talking about each other and we're like no that was a good response no like this is this is a normal response you didn't say anything weird like it was yeah. nice to have somebody else so that that was nice that it took some of the pressure off um and it was you know we went on a date and I mean I'll put him on blast it was more things he had told you were not actually true no um, you know, so, which is I, funny because People are going to say that we catfished him when in reality, <laughs> he just straight up lied. Well, and it's the, as I said, I'll put him on blast. It was the, um, he had told you that he had been married, but is divorced and, you know, free to start dating yeah. again. Um, he was in the process of getting divorced. And I think, let's be clear. 
I do not want to be with someone who, like, if you're in the process of like, oh, no, we're just waiting for the paperwork to be finalized. We've been, you know, divorced for a year. That's one thing. Right. This is somebody who was still like in the beginning phases of getting a divorce. No, I don't want someone who's separated. I don't want someone who's in the process of getting divorced. I want someone who is legitimately single right now when they start dating me. And that was the problem with him was that he was, he, he had only been separated from his wife for, I mean, and everybody can correct me. I'm sure I'm wrong, but I believe it's, you have to be separated for six months before you can actually file for divorce or like you can file for divorce, but you have to have like six months separation before you can like move forward I don't know. or whatever. That sound, and that I sounds know like the information I get from Hollywood. But I like, I know states are different and that's why divorces sometimes take so long, but it's, um, like they had just started the separation process to start a divorce. Oh yeah. That's definitely still very much married. Um, yes. And yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to be a dirty slutty mistress. Okay. Well, that's another caveat. Not looking to be a dirty slutty mistress. I'm not looking to I be a mistress. <laughs> hey, that's important to, to, to put that out there too. Um, okay, so you did go on a date with him, and I we, we are going to go into detail on this much more later, but I want to know, this is the first inaugural episode, what to you constita- constitutes, constitutes a date, a real date? For me, a date is, I would say, two hours. I want to be with somebody for about two hours. I think whether it's like going and having a meal together um, and enjoying a meal in each other's company or doing an activity, that's fine. Ideally for me, a date is an activity and a meal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, uh, so that it's the shared experience is a date for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. know, first starting out dating, it's going out somewhere, which I know, you know, yay, pandemic, that's always fun and easy to figure out, right? You know? Um, but you know, whether yeah. it's going on a hike and then having lunch somewhere or going to a movie and dinner, like that's a date in my mind, mm-hmm. just going and grabbing okay. coffee or taking someone to church. That's not a date. Well, someone's asked you to church before a date. Someone took me what? to church as a date. That's not a date. That's. I don't know what that is, but that's not a date. I understand I that. Nah. But when we have mutual friends and this person who took me out, um, when when they asked me how many dates we had been on when we were thinking maybe we'd click as a couple, I said two. Yeah. They said uh-huh. more than two. And when I thought back, I was like, oh, they're counting the times we went to church together. I mean, I guess church can count as a date if you can get back in that wine and snack line, you know, like if you can really fill up on the on the crackers and juice. For everybody like wondering, that, too, um, I am Catholic. <laughs> I'm a practicing Catholic. I am not. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> and that's not a deal. We'll say with that, too. I know. As far as religion, that's not a deal breaker for me of whether you're Catholic or not. My religion is for me. It is my religion. If. I, when I find somebody and like children as part of it, then that's another discussion about how religion will affect yeah. the children. But that's for me and my partner to decide later on mm-hmm. right now with just, you know, the starting of dating. Yeah. I am Catholic. I don't care if you're Catholic or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. But totally. yeah. No, so for me, it takes okay, so an actual we're... set amount of time together. Okay. I like that. Um, now, for this project, if you will, because yeah, I'm glad that you did clarify this isn't like you don't you don't struggle finding dates at all. You're getting dates or, or you know, date being in the dating world. But this is this is tactical, I will say, is it's slightly different. So I have a few questions. One, how do you feel like you're going to be able to. To navigate agreeing to go on 200 first dates. Um, and what are you using to find suitors 
And do you have, what, have you gone on a date in the last week? Like, are we already at one and 199 to go? So that's three questions. We've got about 10 minutes left. Answer. <laughs> okay. So my last date was two weeks ago. So not okay. bad. Um, again, pandemic. Okay. Um, right now I am on several dating sites that I do have Hinge. I have okay. Facebook date. Um, those are the two that I'm on the most right now. Um, I sort of go mm-hmm. back and forth. I've also had Bumble. I've had, I'll be honest, I am cheap when it comes to dating sites because it's really hard for me to be like, hey, eHarmony, take my money because I've been single for so long. At this point, would you have given me a cat instead of six more free, m- months free? Um, but Oh my God, stop. <laughs> I mean, they tell you, you find a date, you'll either find your person in six months or we'll give you six months free. Um, I did eHarmony before. I had my six months and still didn't find the one, obviously, because I'm still single. And they gave me another six months for free. And I literally uh-huh. asked them in an email, so if I don't find someone in this six months, do I get a cat? <laughs> Um, and what did they, did they, they ever respond? I'm not part of eHarmony anymore, is the okay. easy way to say that. Um, I've been blacklisted from eHarmony. <laughs> I'm not blacklisted. I just was told I would have to pay if I continued on after that time. Um, but, so I am looking at different dating sites. Also, I am very open with my friends, obviously, as people start figuring out, mm-hmm. that they know I am actively trying to find someone to date and someone to be my partner for the rest of my life. So I am also open because if they find someone they think I would be a good match with or that they know, I'm very open mm-hmm. of, hey, give them my number. Hook us up. Let's see what happens. I like that. Okay. So those are the... One more question. And then how are you... <laughs> yeah. How do you feel like you're going to be able to to juggle these 200 unique dates? Because I, as I see this working out, I think at... At at least one point, probably more, there will be a time where you are going on repeat dates with multiple people, as well as seeking out first dates with new people. And plus, just to remind everybody, you have a life, like you have a full-time job, you go to three different gyms, you're swimming everywhere. Um, you've got a dog and then you've got, you know, the precious downtime where you do nothing. So I'm how do you feel? Uh, we all do. How do you feel uh, you're going to be able to, to juggle that or do that? Or are you unfazed? It's a new triathlon. <laughs> um, I feel like a little bit in the beginning will probably be, you know, repeats of activities, not because I want to repeat activities, but I think a lot of it has to do with right now what's going on in the world, that there are only so many things you can safely do with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. I'll also point out so everybody knows, um, I am lucky enough that I have gotten my first vaccine and I'm getting my second one soon. So I will be vaccinated. So mm-hmm. when everybody's being like, oh my goodness, you're leaving your house. Yes, I am. I am vaccinated. I not, It's not saying I'm not being safe as well. I also am still doing the mask and I'm still staying, you know, six feet apart and I'm still doing everything that you're supposed to do safely. But with all that said, it limits what you can do because you can't just go to a movie with somebody that you just met. You can't like, no, I don't want to go to a bowling alley and be inside with someone I just met standing close to them. So there probably will be a lot of repeats in the beginning because we'll have to start getting creative and thinking of new ways to date and what can be a date. Yeah, you're also... Uh, I shudder to say fortunate because I, I, but I, cause I don't want to get talk about the pandemic more than we have to, but you live in an area that, uh, is more open than, than other parts of the country. So while yes, you will be limited just for whomever is listening, you do have more options limited as they may be. Would you, would you agree with that yes. assessment of, of where you live without officially giving away. <laughs> All we've given away is that you own a home, you've got a career, you have a pug, and you live somewhere where you can do things. <laughs> yes. And I, I guess we should also point out to everybody of 
we have purposely chosen that Susie isn't my real name and we aren't giving away some of those things because we don't want, mostly, I don't want someone to get this and, and this sounds mean and I know this is stereotyping and I know that this is making judgments without knowing people, but Mm -hmm. I don't want someone to be like, oh, I found this. Let's see if I can become a topic on the podcast. So I'm going to purposely ask her out on a date to do this. Or so I don't want someone to try and date me to be talked about or hear something about like that. I said, yes, I would like someone who's around six foot and taller than me. I don't want somebody who is going to try and find me to date me to show me that I'm wrong about something, that that's not what the point of this is. It's not to teach me that I'm wrong and I need to be more open to something. It's so that I can find someone that I'm actually a match with. And so that's why we purposely have kept some of those things. Okay. Saying. Yeah, a little little low key. And, uh, you know, details will be revealed as we see fit. So I think since this last day was two weeks ago, I, I am not going to count it as part of the 200. But I would like this as your uh, patient zero, as we in the public health world would call it. Your, uh, that is your ground zero. We're going to use this as a reference. So what was your last date like before you started the 201st date project. Where where did you meet this person? So I met him on Hinge. Okay. And we had been talking for, we had been talking for um, a couple weeks. Who messaged Um, him first? That we both were. um, So I messaged him first. And mine was the, because. Love it. Well, I'm a very big fan of if someone likes you and matches with you, I think you should at least thank them for the like or like say, you know, you know, you know, I appreciate the like because you went out of your way to show me that you like me, whether I actually want, you know, and I, I, with Hinge, uh-huh. I had to match up, match with you for to to be even able to message you. Mm-hmm. So if I match with you, I will send you a message mm-hmm. saying thanks for the like. Um, so I was the first one to message. We happened to have an afternoon free randomly. We were both like, oh my goodness, we're both free right now with nothing to do. Um, And so we went and got tea because I don't drink coffee. So Mm -hmm. we went and got tea at a place um, and he got coffee. Um, Then we drove from where we got tea. We both went to a park around here and just walked around a lake as we hung out and talked. So that was our first date, okay. and I know it sounds very simple, but it was, like, we were together for, like, two hours. Nice. That's a good amount of time. Um, yes. So I will say that it would be funny if this person ends up, oh, yeah, well, I'll ask, do you think you're going to see this person again? Do you have plans to see this person again? We do not have plans to see each other again right now, because um, our schedules don't um, he's works nights most of the time and I don't. Yeah. So our schedules aren't really lining up, but we are still texting each other and chatting. I just don't know when okay. I would ever see them again. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So this person, I will be, I see, I'm, I'm already invested. I'm like, Oh my God, what if this is the one and she does the 200, but this is the, you see, I, God, I don't know how it's going to be for you having me as the person interviewing because I'm just like, this is a guy. I know nothing about him. But uh, for the sake of this, we will be checking in on, uh, we'll call him uh, Man Zero. You could give him a name later, uh, just as a baseline. And your first of the 200 first dates, do you, do you have that planned? Is it? Do you know if it's going to happen this week? Or are you now officially searching for your first of the 200 first dates? So I have a few options. I have some other guys that I am ta- actively talking to and okay. that I've been actively talking to long enough that I would feel comfortable meeting them in person. Awesome. Um, okay. So we don't have anything planned out right now, okay. but I have a few that if everything goes as it's going in the trajectory of, you know, online dating at least one of them I should be meeting up with this weekend wonderful well you know I'm going to encourage that because it'll give us something to check in with uh next week and 
Thank you so much for being so open with all of the questions I had and giving me something to talk about. I love that. Uh, Again, for people who are listening, uh, Susie and I have known each other for quite some time, well over a decade. Uh, But I do think this is a, a good thing for us to learn new things about each other, the things we like, don't like, and have experienced. And we are, uh, we're both women in our thirties and we are both unmarried, but we are both going through life, um, through different, through different lenses. And honestly, I'm really excited to do this with you. 200 first dates. We are going to track it because I like data. The first one we hope is this weekend. I, I'm not gonna lie. I cannot wait until you are uh, doubling down. And I honestly, not to throw a challenge, but I want there to be at least one triple day date. Like somehow it's just, you're like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I can't wait for that. And, you know, we're still working on a tagline to sign off with, but I, I'll leave it with you unless you want me to say our little, the one phrase that we both kind of thought was interesting. Uh, is there any parting words you want to say for the end of our first official 200 first dates on women's history month, <laughs> March I mean, 1st, I'm just really excited. I think this is going to be fun. I'm also a little, I'm like, oh, so we have zero down, 200 to go. That's right, baby. Zero down. Maybe that's, maybe that's how we'll end it. Zero down, 200 to go, and we'll just be counting. All right. Well, until next time, thank you for tuning in. This is your host, Sam Bear. I'm so excited to keep, keep you on our toes and keep you in our audience. And Susie, we will talk to you next week. Good luck. Thanks.